50% with Marcel Combs, my good friend and mentor. I'm DeAntha Gratton, and on this podcast, she will travel a journey of leadership with each guest as she analyzes the ingredients that lead women to their current role. Marcel's goal is for you to walk away with tools to support your very own journey, no matter where your current destination is today. Hello, DeAntha. <laughs> Hi, Marcel. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good today. I, you know, I don't know how I would ever say I was really bad that day. I know you're always good. That's so, well, or I say, oh, I'm one of the two. <laughs> I'm not fit for human consumption, <laughs> of one way or another. You know, we I, we interviewed the most delightful young woman, yes. whose mm-hmm. whose life has truly been marked. Um, by some tragedy and loss, but she uh, is so positive and upbeat and just doing a remarkable work uh, in the D.C. area. Yeah, and their ministry with who merges two churches together. They're going to love hearing that story and that she fell in love with her mother-in-law before her husband. I just, that's hysterical, (laughs) but that's a story in itself. Maybe that's that's the answer to all (laughs) mother-in-law issues. You know, uh, fall in love with them before you fall in love with the husband. It'll all work out really well or or not. Uh, Maybe you'll meet, you'll miss the dream guy. Um, But she, she's a nurse by Mm -hmm. background was married and widowed uh, really young. I wish we'd had three hours to delve a little more into that journey of hers. Talk to her again. Yes. Um, She uh, she has three children (laughs) and and at the time where you have a full-time job, uh, your husband's in ministry Mm -hmm. and you've got three little kids. The age of five. Goodness, it, it makes me tired just thinking about it. Or remembering uh, when you were there. <laughs> or remembering, just thinking, yeah. uh, well, it was the tennis shoe print on a piece of paperwork I had to turn in that was exactly. a real crisis in my life, or spit up going down my back, or, something. or mm-hmm. grubby little hands <laughs> yeah. on my skirt before I walked out the door in the morning. <laughs> so I always said you could tell the age of the children by where the stains where the, were yeah, on my exactly. outfit. Yeah. Uh, but she she's going to talk to us about really being a minority of female pastors mm-hmm. in a field where they're mostly men and how she just loves what she does. She does. She's meant to be where she is. Um, it's truly a, a journey and a great story. They're going to enjoy her so much, Marcel. Yes, yeah, so I, we won't we won't take any more time talking about it. We'll just let them get right to listening. What a, a great, curious, brilliant young woman she is! And now, just a word from our sponsor. And now back to our show. Good morning, Sai. Hello. Hello. Hi, I'm so good. How are you? I am having a day, a fun day. (laughs) I am just thrilled to be on here with you. I've actually been listening to some of the podcasts and 
you've had some brilliant, just amazing women. My God, I love it. It's like everyday unsung heroes type thing. Yes. but that are beasts in their own field. And I've just uh -huh. been encouraged. So thank you for this. I hope what we're doing is, is giving women encouragement to try to reach their own goals or dreams or whatever that is, or just <laughs> encouragement to make it through another day. Yeah, no, no, no. It's more than encouragement. I think it's, <laughs> it's inspiring, but it's also, it gives some practical tools. Like even the other yes. one with you talking about friendship, management. And I said, Oh, my goodness, I've just been so I, I didn't even have the language of that. It was just yes. brilliant for me. And so I'm curious about that aspect of things. I'm like, what am I cutting myself from? Because I don't mm. even quite understand this concept. So it's encouraging, but it's giving some practical tools. And I love that practical aspect of things. So again, <laughs> I'm learning myself. So <laughs> well, thank you for it. Uh, well, Sa, let's start out uh, by telling everyone you can begin anywhere you want. If you've been listening okay. to some of the podcasts, you know, some people begin uh, in elementary school. Um, okay. But, <laughs> you know, let's talk about, tell us about your journey of what took you from, from where you were to where you are today. <laughs> long ago, a long time ago, a child was born. No. But, um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Perfect. There is just so much to my story. Early on, my dad was in the military and there was civil war that broke out there. And so we quickly got on a plane to get to the United States. And I come to find out later on, um, dad weren't doing well. Um, so that was the last time I saw my dad when I was about four years old. And oh, wow. it's interesting how that separation, it marks you, you know, like when you're mm -hmm. young, you don't really realize like, but why would my dad leave me? I thought I was his favorite, like what's going on here. Mm -hmm. And you just, and I think that um, rejection almost carried me through a lot of different things. It just stayed with me for such a long time and hence making some decisions that weren't the best. Um, for fast forward a lot of years later, I um, get married at a very young age. Oh, you did too. I was 20 years old as well <laughs> yes. when I got married um, to my best friend. And it was just the best. A year and a half later, he gets um, murdered. And oh. he just happens to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. It's just the most bizarre story. Um, and so you rejection you have loss and all of this as a 21 and a half year old trying to understand it it just it sent me to a dark place and my dad randomly dies I'm like okay um okay this is where we are so make it up as I go along when you come to the United States um as an immigrant and I'm thankful for my mom and relatives and all that there's a you have that grit, you have the hardworking um, um, trait. And so I find myself in nursing school, hmm. finished that and started um, <laughs> nursing. And um, I did it for the money. I did it for the money. <laughs> okay. I can't say that I felt called to it or anything. <laughs> I actually started school as an English major. Mom kept on crying. She's like, please don't, don't do English. Don't this don't do that I switched to like a poli sci major please don't do nursing nursing please just nursing oh, she oh, people to 
call me to tell me that <laughs> nursing was that. the only vegetable field. That I- <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> Funny, right? Right, for sure. I, and I assume you're an RN? Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. And, okay. Um, so then I became a, a and started working and um, fell in love with a church, um, got involved with church and um, started leading a church. Like who was available to do anything? I was available. Here, here I am. <laughs> I, I, I'll come. Mind you, I never really, I grew up in church, but uh-huh. I never really went people. It was my favorite place to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> You have to get there early if you're if you're in Texas at a good Baptist church. Yeah, you have to get there early to get the back rows so that you can fall asleep without being disturbed. I know <laughs> you have to sit in the like a pew and behind someone that wore a hat. <laughs> That's you right. Just lean in a little bit, and you can just have the best, most peaceful naps. And so, <laughs> it was funny. It's very broken, angry, whatever girl just mm-hmm. coming in a church and just, I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with all aspects of it. And mm-hmm. um, so I was a nurse and was working a lot, um, night shifts, morning shifts, uh, just doesn't matter. 16 hour shifts. I just, I worked and, um, mm-hmm. but what I saw was that um, the church would have some events and just get really upset that I wouldn't be able to make the events because I was working. Mm-hmm. And I remember just saying, God, just, if you would just yeah. pay um, my bills, then I would just, <laughs> I would just volunteer. <laughs> church. And um, that was a prayer. And um, later on, come to find out um, my husband who was at the time, and that's a different story. Um, we oh, we're going to have to hear that one. You want to hear that story? We ended yes. up getting married, and um, I'm a nurse, and I started feeling though a tug to ministry. But I'm like, but I'm a nurse. I'm a great nurse. Ministry? What? What is that? I'm not. You don't want someone like me doing that. But pastoring the church, my husband and I. Um, it's been about almost ten years since now, and um, we're leading a church that thousands get to come. Um, yeah. Every single and oh gosh, um, I think we have three locations. We have a fourth one coming up in a few months and leading a staff, a large staff and managing a large budget. And we're just getting it. So that is the journey. And do you do any nursing anymore except for your own family, which um, you have three children that are tell me three months or four months and yes I have a four of a three-year-old and a five-year-old oh wow and I have two puppies and of course my <laughs> husband so <laughs> it's crazy there's scraped knees there's stomach aches there are there's fever there's all of that stuff um yes. but right now I do not actually um let go of my license so it's just full-time pastoring and leading um, is that so- not a lot that's trust me you know I think if you listen to my podcast I have five children and yes so uh, I am a nurse by background but I I always say if I um, am if I'm the only one in the room and you're going to have a heart attack I guess it's better than nothing but I'm not really (laughs) 
<laughs> I haven't really done direct nursing in a long time, but yeah. I think it equips you to handle the tummy aches and the fever. And the, I think there's a lot of things and truly in, in many ways, pastoring. I think yeah. nursing, um, you pastor to people when they're ill. Uh, I know you met your husband and you were volunteering in the church, but I yeah. also know you are one and I just looked up the statistics for female or women pastors in the U.S., and it's still pretty low. Uh, mm -hmm. It's about 20 20 percent, um, about a fifth of the pastors in the U.S. or the clergy is mm -hmm. female. So you're you're in the minority. Very um, much so. in that in that field. So tell me how you really moved into that position. Well, I didn't know the statistics um, <laughs> uh, before I jumped into it. I think yeah. if I knew how um, rare we were, I, I think I would probably be intimidated to even step into it. But um, I'm coming from just such a broken um, background and then stepping into um, a life-giving church, it just it became intoxicating, the atmosphere there. Mm -hmm. I always tell folks, though, that... Um, I fell in love with my husband's mom before I fell in love with my husband. Oh, wow. That's great. Oh, gosh. Yes. 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 I came in and um, she kind of just me in. And man, the power of mentors and just submitting yourself underneath a person that's just been there before. And they have so much and so much knowledge. And um, I just, I, I just, fell in love with me and I would ask her questions and she would give oh. advice. She would say, hey, your dress is too short. I said, oh my goodness, what? I remember a funny story. <laughs> she, it was my birthday and I was so excited to serve um, church. And um, I was just very, very, just happy, 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 happy. And I'm <laughs> one of the greeters, just happy. And she, and there was a small church at the time, maybe a oh. hundred people by then. And um, she, pulls me aside and she said, Zai, and I said, hi, how are you? Just bubbling. <laughs> and she said, you know, um, you seem happy today. I said, it's my birthday. She's oh my goodness, it's your birthday. And I said, yes, it is. She said, well, you know, I know you're right by the door and you're greeting people. And I'm like, I'm so excited for, I've been looking forward to this, serving my birthday. I never thought I'd be in church, let alone serve. <laughs> and she said, yes. She said, but your dress is just a little too short. And I think you're calling attention more to yourself that oh. to God, I said, oh, my goodness. oh my goodness, the person that I think so highly of just me that I'm pretty much Jezebel. So, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, and I think stuff that would have turned me away from being there, but I'm like, oh, I want to understand this a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So I just made it in my mind, okay, I'm just going to get better at this. So I, Instead of running away from being there, I just to uh, I, I I chose to stay there and uh, not be offended and uh -huh. um, to just give even more. I said, okay, clearly the way I think is a little bit wrong or not right. So let me let me find out more about what this is. And so I just started serving all the time. I lived about forty five minutes to an hour away, but I would drive. Wow. Um, and serve whatever whatever was needed. I was there and I started getting other people involved and started finding out more about where they can plug into the place. And so I started 
small teams and larger teams. And I was um, over a large area of the church. The church started growing and I started just growing with the church. And uh, I was passionate about the church and leading in the church, but I was very insecure about Mm -hmm. stepping into it. And it's interesting what shame can do. I think it can disqualify Mm -hmm. us from Mm -hmm. doors that God has opened for us. And not just like it's clear that you're gifted in this area, but how you see yourself um, will literally keep you from walking out um, that next big thing that's Mm -hmm. just clear to almost everyone. But you're like, no, not me, not me. I could never. And so that was me for a little bit there. And um, again, I'm... I'm a follower of Jesus. So I just said, you know, I think I'm, I'm a nurse. I'm a great nurse, but mm-hmm. I think this is what you have next for me. And God, I don't know how much longer I'm going to live on this earth. So I want to live it to the full. And I think this is next. I'm just going to make the jump and I'm going to figure it out as I go through. And mm-hmm. it went up from there. I want to go back to the mentoring. And I, we talk about mentoring, but it's it's in the little things if someone's willing to be honest. And I think you said, Zai, correct me if I'm wrong. She said um, she wasn't really as much talking about your clothing as saying you're drawing more attention to yourself mm-hmm. than what you're here for your purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is in the examination, I think, of ourselves. What is my purpose in the job I'm doing, yeah. whatever that role is? So, so if you want to name your mentors, it's, it's really interesting that you fell in love with your, what would become your mother-in-law yeah. um, before you fell in love with your husband. Yeah. Uh, so, so talk to me about your mentors along the way so far. And, and how they've impacted you. I know you've talked about her, but but elaborate on that a little bit. I mean, she and um, she's went on. To, um, she yeah. had like a, uh, a battle of cancer for years. And mm-hmm. and and it's so interesting because I saw her suffer well and mm. I saw that was just so just just so happy and mm. so focused on others while she herself was feeling the best and I think that just marked me and I'm like how could you be so happy when it seems that you've just been dealt a hard lot in life you know mm. um, yeah how could you even think about else by your, but yourself like you're physically in pain and your health is is declining but yet she was so full of life it was the paradox just too much I wanted more of that I just wanted to be around that Mm. I physically became around that um I when around I would ask her just questions I Mm. I was just curious about um I was curious about her perspective and about her motive and um what drove her um what Inspired her, and I think that um, I learned a lot from it. And I think we have those types of people in our lives, um, every like everywhere, but mm-hmm. we just don't see it um, because all we see is ourselves. So we're self-centered, um, or um, we're afraid to um, afraid to 
ask if they can mentor us. And I don't, I never really asked her if you can mentor me. It was more of um, asking questions and whatever advice she gave, I did it. And I followed up with her saying, this is what I did. So that way it's like, invest in me because you're going to get a great return in it. So um, because she has limited time, I'm not going to waste time. And right. so um, she was one of the, the best um, people that um, mm-hmm. that I came across with that when I got into stepped into just pastoring and being a pastor's wife, I knew nobody in the field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's very, yeah there's, there's not a lot of you. <laughs> there was there, there there were a lot of me 10 years ago and there's still not a lot um, right. of us out here. And. So I became desperate and um, I quickly to just, okay, I don't know these people personally, but full for technology, they've, people have written some books they have <laughs> that I can all of a sudden, okay, then Charlotte Gamble started being one of my mentors <laughs> and um, listen to her messages. Christine Kane started yeah. being a mentor from afar, um, listening to her books and her podcasts and her preaching. Um, you have Stacey Hannigan that became mentor. And it's so interesting. I think all these people that I was listening to um, from what they put out there and becoming almost a disciple of them. Now I'm so fortunate that um, through the years I've gotten to know them and I do um, like a building relationship with them, but um I think for some folks, it's like, you know what, but there's no one around. They don't have to be physically around. Mm -hmm. There are books that we can read. And there are, again, podcasts that we can listen to. And there are conferences that we can go to, to truly sit beneath the wisdom out there. And um, we have to be of what we hear and um, say, okay, this story and really understanding, not exactly what they did but why they did what they did because oh. all of our situations are a little bit different you know i'm like okay they did okay i that's different that's not <laughs> that doesn't translate here in the united states however why did they do this and um as i started to look into the why a lot um i think it made me a better leader and as i became a better leader i think it opened up doors for me to physically mm-hmm have these mentors in my life, but um, I'm so fortunate um, to have um, have that experience. I think you make a really good point on, we, we say there's no one, but are we looking everywhere? Um, your church was named in 2020, the fastest growing church in the U.S. by Outreach <laughs> Magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, re- I read your stuff. Um, and so that, and I also noticed something, which in business is always a really interesting. And, and this, this, if you've been in there 10 years, so it might've been right in the beginning, but uh-huh. you had two churches uh-huh. merge uh, uh-huh. together. Mm-hmm. And that's, um, you know, I guess, I, well, maybe that's 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just happened. Yeah, this year. And so how, you know, that's always culturally, even if you think you're 
culture is aligned um, culturally, that's that's a shock. That so, is. <laughs> and you had a new baby. Um, yes. Too. So, yes. 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 Uh, so tell me, uh, tell tell us some lessons we can learn from that, and and how that's gone, um, and and what are what are some of the things that maybe if you uh, are going to give people advice when they're merging, and I think I I really think churches as well as businesses are more alike than sometimes they want to um, admit. No, very very true. I think transitions are a natural life. Um, we're always transitioning and I, and I think if we can learn how to manage that, manage those transitions better, I think we'll be happier people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were so many different transitions happening. For example, the transition of my body with our third, and this is the final baby. I'm sorry. I'm not you, Marcel. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, I, I would think love to I tell you I, I planned limit. this, but... <laughs> I don't know how you did it, but I, I, yeah, we are, um, again, okay. You have reached your caboose. Yes, we all have capacity, and I think this is it. This is it. Okay. This is it. So, Um, (laughs) who knows? There's the transition, though, of my body and just hormones and all of that. Um, And I was doing a lot in the church then because I got pregnant. October of last year and that's when all of COVID Mm -hmm. was happening and some of the racial tensions and then you're navigating Mm -hmm. a a large throughout all of that and then my Mm -hmm. body starts to transition and okay and then we start having talks Mm -hmm. with this um about the merge and I'm like wait another transition and I don't know (laughs) um I wish I was um a lot more brave sometimes um Mm -hmm. And that um, I'm a pretty positive person, but when happens that I don't, um, that I can't control necessarily, mm-hmm. I right. eat COVID, um, it yes. gets me, it, it, it just shakes me a little bit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, there's too much going on. Okay, okay, okay. I, I cannot be overwhelmed because the more overwhelmed and stressed I am, it's really physically a baby, one, mm-hmm. and it's going to affect family. Um, so I need to personally be grounded and I really need to make sure that I am in margin in the, in every day to just relax and not about anything, not lead anything so that I mm-hmm. can be good for all the things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. So, um, the, so that's one thing I would say for anyone that's navigating and changes and merges and all that it's to really care for your mental health because mm-hmm. especially the leaders and I think many of the people that are probably listen to a podcast they are driven you know they're type a they uh, <laughs> they're type ones and type threes on the enneagrams you know they are yeah. um they have all these different things that they want to do and are again great leaders and they want to be on top of all the transition and stuff. And I think sometimes we can think about everything that's going on around us that we forget about ourselves. And mm-hmm. so we have to remember ourselves in the equation. And so I think I started to just take some time for myself and 
sometimes it was sitting around and doing nothing. And I had to condition my mind and saying, doing nothing is doing something. <laughs> does that make sense? Yes, it absolutely does. Uh, yeah. I, I just listened to someone just a few minutes ago talking about rest and, and how, yeah. how do we, how do each of us find rest? And it, it's, it's hard. Let me just say, I don't do that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, if there's anything that I can say, I, I still have a lot to learn. It's in the rest, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I think that, I mean, we all know that we should rest, but we don't. Right. Right. We know we ought to, that our bodies are not machines, but we don't. And I think, again, the first thing I think with managing just the changes and the transitions and the merger was to um, was to rest, to give some margin for myself so that I have emotional margin and creative margin to be able to execute um, the areas out there. Um, mm-hmm. But it was... Uh, I think as women, we are protective by nature. Uh-huh. Um, and so we were leading a church that I knew everything about. I love the culture of our church. It was, mm-hmm. um, it's full of young families and all of that. Like, I just, there's so much life in it. And the church that we were merging with, it's a slightly older demographic. And mm-hmm. I mean, we have similar visions. Yes. But we were very different. And I'm like, what does that look like? Changing and our staff culture is pretty fun and exciting. And we're Mm -hmm. like, we're, they're a little bit different, like a little bit more family feel. What is that going to look like? And it was, it was really scaring me. I'm like, God, I know if I want that challenge. I don't know. Isn't that that. true? Am I being too honest? I know we're going to release this podcast, but. you know what, where people find help is when we actually let our guards down and, and, and show them that we struggle, you know, yes. that we struggle. Oh, the struggle was real. And um, however, I think mergers work again, if you have similar visions, they uh-huh. were the same, but they were similar. And there was just too many things that were similar that this was not God. And so of course we have lawyers involved and overseers involved to make sure that this was right. And um, we said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And it's not, the culture is not going to change immediately. It's going to be, it's going to be a period. It's going to be seasons. We're going to have to grieve what was, but we're going to have to paint the picture of what can be. And we're going to have to have grace to be able to see that change come to pass. We're not going to make everything change all at once. It's going to be a process but we're going to continue to use language that they know say that where we're going is truly the promised land. And not that we're coming mm-hmm. from Egypt, like everything was bad, but where <laughs> right. we're going is going to be really, really great. And um, I was telling a lot of staff that we have to different personalities start to come. Don't just be quick talk, be literally quick to listen and mm-hmm. don't just assert well, this is what we did over here. No, <laughs> um, have a lens of curiosity, like, mm-hmm. like be curious about what they did and how they did things. If you have that lens of curiosity, then you'll find that um, they want to talk a little bit more and you'll find that you like a lot more than you hate. And this was on both 
So I think teaching that, having lots of conversations um, mm-hmm. has been, uh, it's been a lifesaver. I think we've been able to, I know people doubted it, like you can't merge two churches. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> but it has been, let me tell you, Marcel, it's been really good. That's great. It's been That's really, really good. There's some, of course, some people that are not going to the change. And I heard mm-hmm. the best quote, healthy things eliminate. So, mm-hmm. so that had to happen, but mm-hmm. there's been a lot more just been at staff and it's, 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 it's been great. You know, um, I know one of the things for, you know, 2020, and I know you're in an area of the country that certainly, you know, in Texas, we, people might say we don't have good sense, or you can just say we're an independent bunch, uh, either way you want. Um, but I, I know that 2020 in particularly was hard on churches, and yet it looks mm-hmm. like you guys have been innovative and yeah. that. Talk to me a little about 2020. Oh, it was the worst year ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's honest. <laughs> no, I, I think it, it, it caught everybody by we were actually in um, uh, Mexico when um, on vacation when I think the NBA shut down. Oh, goodness. so yeah. And we were planning this really big Easter in this arena, and um, husband was just really excited for it. We were all really excited about it, but we start hearing the buzz like around the resort, like Corona, COVID, and mm-hmm. all of this, and we're like, "What are they talking about?" And uh, <laughs> And I mean, we've, we knew, we've heard a li- little bit about it, but it just, right. it wasn't real yet. Uh-huh. And we're like, okay, uh-huh. I guess we're going to um, come in and we're going to, we're going to um, uh, just figure it out. And so we never knew that we were, th- and we thought, sorry, we were in the church maybe for a week or two weeks, maybe three weeks, <laughs> yeah. as everybody else thought, you know? And then it's yeah. like, no, it's a lot longer than that. Mm-hmm. And I think for all the business owners, it was a very scary time. And as leaders, though, you, your job is to know. <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> but you don't. <laughs> but you don't. You're your right. job is to see further, but you don't. And so mm-hmm. it's a very interesting time. I think we had to just be honest, like, no, what's to come. We're not, we're not sure as to how long we're going to um not open up our doors but what we do know is that we're going to come out stronger than this what we do know is that now is time to um distance yourself from people so then we had to just get creative um Mm -hmm. we had to do a lot of things through zoom everything zoom Uh zoom (laughs) (laughs) everything everyone learned it all of everyone had to learn it yeah everyone had to pick up the phone and Uh Um, start calling people and talking and connecting. And I think we just got gritty. Okay, Mm -hmm. our physical doors can't be open, but what can we do? Mm -hmm. Um, We do, at the time, it was a slightly younger um, demographic, but we did have a lot of people that were um, of an older demographic and were scared out their minds. So, okay, the younger folks can start doing groceries for the older folks. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we, we just got, really gritty how can we serve 
our um, our community? How can we serve the people? And I think it ended up being a blessing in disguise hmm. because we were able to truly start to care for people. Um, not that we didn't before, but we had to make calls. We weren't calling people before. Like hmm. you were calling saying, how are you? How are you doing? How's, uh, how's being home with kids? You're now the teacher, you know? <laughs> Yeah, like how are you're you doing teacher. teaching? Um, and you, do had you to need work. a tutor. Like we <laughs> right. had to do, yeah, we had to do that. And for our staff, our church was their first time in ministry. It gave them a lot of time to train, and not just training as you go, which is what we believe. But we actually had time to go through a lot of different things. And I, again, it was a blessing in the sky. So when we did open up, people started to be curious. Whoa, on YouTube, what you're here, and so. Yes, we're here. And so we've had a lot of new people start coming mm-hmm. and our church has grown and grateful. It's It's been such a hard time. And yet I think for the, if we could look back and glean the good things and not lose them as we walk forward, um, that'll be the best thing for all of us. You know, one thing I noticed just as I was reading some of your information, Zai, is that your church had the philosophy of giving 10% mm-hmm. um, of, of the money that was given to you. You mm-hmm. give back. 10%. Of course, there are many churches who give to missions and those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But I'm just saying my my inexperience is I haven't heard of someone actually giving part a set amount to the community. Talk, talk to us about that. And you are uh, in, I would say, a pretty populated area. Yeah, of, uh, yeah, yeah. In Maryland still, correct? Yes, we are in Maryland. And um, it's not city necessarily. It's it's suburbia. Um, uh-huh. And um, we are about, one of our locations is about 45 minutes outside of D.C. Uh-huh. Um, so it's, it's an interesting area. Um, pretty secular. Um, uh-huh. It's not the Bible Belt at all. Uh-huh. Um, by stretch of the imagination <laughs> um and people up here they are go-getters everyone is an mm. entrepreneur or wants to be an entrepreneur um uh-huh. there are I, I mean sky's the limit people move fast out here it's not new york city at all uh-huh. but it's it trends that way uh-huh. a little bit i mean money is a huge motivator for people and money that we do not think money is bad at all um, right. It just, we believe money is not our God. Right. And um, I, I say all that because people would, well, in this type of environment, it would be difficult for church to thrive. You know, it'd be difficult mm-hmm. for people to be generous, perhaps. Um, so we decided, I mean, we're going to lead by example. Um, giving is what we believe the Bible clearly says. And so, we, as a church, as an organization, we're going to give that first 10% over to missions. And we support lots of local, um, national, and international missions. We're, we're going to have a benevolence department um, for people in our, um, that are actually in our church. And even those that would never even step into a church, we're going to give, we're going to show the love of Christ by um, 
by giving, by giving, it draws people in. It's like, I'm going to pray for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not just going to pray for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to meet a need. So generosity mm-hmm. is a huge, um, it's, it's, it's a huge principle and a huge value for our church. And we found that as we're leading with generosity and people are like, wait, wow, you do believe in this. Like we do believe in it. It make, means we make sacrifices as an organization, but we believe in it. And, um, and it inspires people even to give. And so slowly, but surely we're turning this, um, pretty self-centered, um, <laughs> Surely you wouldn't um, call the DC area, area just a generous, generous yes. area. <laughs> the DC area is self-centered. Surely not. Uh, uh, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I, I wanted to, uh, just talk. I know you, you have three kids and I, I hate this word balance and it, you <laughs> know, I think really, I think that uh, it more should be a life of averages. Sometimes one wins and sometimes the other does. Um, I know there are a lot of women who are right where you are. And goodness knows I I was there once upon a time. Now I, I just have to manage my own hysteria, but I don't <laughs> I don't have that. It, talk to us about how you try to juggle that. And you do have a new one that's you know being sleep trained uh yes yes do you remember sleep training your children did you were they ever sleepers girl they were all sleepers because i think they thought their mother might just lose you know have harry carry so they they all slept early i'm i'm thankful (laughs) i don't the offline you will tell me the secrets please um (laughs) i need the secrets i don't know it's it's, but, it's a hard time. It is. It is. It, it is a hard time. And um, again, I think for all of those control freaks out there, um, <laughs> it just humbles you. It's uh-huh. like, it just humbles you. No, they're not employee. <laughs> <laughs> no. You can't hire them. <laughs> you can't... <laughs> You can't abandon them. <clears throat> Let me you say that. You can't. You can't. You can't do that. Um, yeah. Um, you can try to put them on the growth plan and see if they, <laughs> <laughs> see if they respond well. Um, but and 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 that's 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 hard. That's that's hard. Um, it, it it it's just hard. However, it's it blessing, and I uh-huh. think that I, I I told my husband and he's just he's just fantastic. I, I told him I, I said, Stephen, I know to be a worker. I don't know what it is to be uh I know what it is to be a good worker, what it is to be a good mom mm-hmm. or even a good wife. And it's just really intimidating to me. Um mm-hmm. working comes easy. Um mm-hmm. this other side it comes a little bit harder. So mm-hmm. please have grace um, mm-hmm. for me um, as I just figure this out, but I'm going to figure it out. And um, so, so years you just figured it out. I, 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 I loved being, and I still love being in the office. I, I, I love mm-hmm. speaking. I, I love 
helping to pastor our staff and just, I love leading. I love all of that stuff. And um, I didn't think, cause I, I, I didn't think that the home stuff was something that I was going to love because I've never done it before. And it just seems hard. <laughs> yes. It just seems hard, mm-hmm. but I've learned to, um, to listen to the podcast about, um, about home. And mm-hmm. um, I've learned to ask questions from other great moms and wives to see what are some of the things that they've done. And I've learned to just do it. And these, <laughs> I've learned to just do it. I know for a lot of us have an issue with asking for help. And, and they said, please don't be that person. Just mm-hmm. ask for help. And so I've learned through the years to ask for help. I've learned to automate some of the things that I just don't like to do. Um, And like get groceries delivered to me. I hate going to the grocery store. (laughs) Do you know what? That is the best thing that's ever happened on this earth. (laughs) I did a Target order last night at midnight and they were there by nine o'clock this morning. I was such a happy girl. That's that's a great thing. Uh, great thing. My favorite thing is DoorDash and Grubhub. Oh, yeah. Um, like I oh. I love to eat well, and mm-hmm. I say that people say, "Oh, you must cook well," and I say, "Okay, my favorite thing to me is not a specific dish. It's a reservation. I've I, I've just <laughs> I've." <laughs> love that. Your favorite thing to make is a reservation. I I have a daughter-in-law who would love that statement. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. I've learned not necessarily to cook well, but to well. Um, oh. Again, <laughs> from DoorDash, because some, there are going to be some where I'm just too tired. And before, right. I used to want to do everything. I'm coming home from the office, and there are tough conversations. You're, you know, sitting someone down. You're probably about to release someone um, you're, uh, you're, you're hearing conversations about, um, abuse. Um, you're just hearing mm-hmm. all these different are draining. And I thought I had to be superwoman and muscle things out mm-hmm. at home. And so yeah. I would muscle things out. And one time my husband just said, he's like, you know what? I'd rather the house be messy and you happy. Yeah. And I yeah. said, what? He said, I would rather the house be messy and you happy, but you're doing all these different things. Mm-hmm. And when it's time to chill, which I'm thinking now it's time to chill. Like you're, you're passed out. And, and that was such a great conversation for me. And I'm like, okay. So then I learned how to leave the dishes sink and, (laughs) and I learned how to get great cleaners. Uh, Mm -hmm. All this, I think it just helped to bring balance into our home because well, first I think people have to be true to, um, who they are. I am not Susie Homemaker. Right. Um, I, there are some people who are Susie Homemaker, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. but that's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, and I've just learned again to just automate things and to just get help. And that's mm-hmm. brought a lot of balance um, and margin that um, mm-hmm. I can spend with my kids and I can spend with my husband mm-hmm. and I can spend with friends. I can spend on me. And that's been a difference maker. 
You know, as I, I tell people sitting on this side of this child raising thing mm -hmm. and working is there'll be a time when the house is clean, uh, clean all the time. And and you'll be a little um, you you'll wish maybe it was a little messy. And, and the time for that's probably not now. Um, <laughs> that's 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 what I did notice you have two doodles and I didn't I, I have a golden doodle too so I know you I, have two yes. dogs in the midst of this yes. so <laughs> anyway yes. that, that has nothing to do with our conversation except <laughs> I, I just needed to say it um you know I always I oh gosh you've just had so much to say about communication and learning and and being mentored by people who might not be in the room with you but i always like to end our time with some favorite books or if you want to put podcast on that list um I, because i i'm gathering for all of these this bibliography because i'm a huge huge reader and i love to i love to know um what other people are either listening to or they're their uh reading so what are what are your some of your favorite uh books or podcast or... okay well new favorite is definitely 50 percent oh good <laughs> that's year. great perfect <laughs> I, and i started a conversation with it and i'm just i am mesmerized again about the everyday heroes that mm -hmm. are beasting it and and, and their in their fields it's just so inspiring that you can, you can have big dreams and you execute and you can be a woman and, and, and do it. You know, I think it's giving, um, uh, it's allowing people to dream and to mm -hmm. dwell in possibilities. I think that a lot of people think that they're the one. Uh -huh. um, you're not always <laughs> the only one. No. There are other people, they may not be specifically in your field, but they've had mm -hmm. their challenges and, um, at, and there are things that they have done to get them where they are. And mm -hmm. we can just learn from that and just giving possibility that mm -hmm. exists so we can pattern our lives accordingly. Um, right. So that, that's a new favorite. I mm -hmm. love lots of leadership things. So again, yours, I, I love Craig Rochelle's um, leadership podcast. Um, that's a huge fave. Um, John Maxwell's podcast is a huge uh, favorite. I am an avid reader, of course. And mm -hmm. I think for those who don't like the Bible, they I think just perhaps changing the uh, translation because uh -huh. there's so much great leadership in the Bible um, and just so many crazy people in the Bible. So if you feel crazy, so, of you. so many crazy people you're you so, are right a lot of murder and a lot of, of murder. there's That's sex right. there's right. everything um, everything is a soap opera <clears throat> for but, sure um i spoke earlier about just dealing with dealing with shame earlier oh. on in my life and so i love the book unashamed by oh. dean kane um uh -huh. I spoke about being married before and, you know, my husband being murdered. And when I got remarried, um, that had some challenges and I just wanted to get like, whoa, I want to be a great wife. I uh -huh. want to steward this. And so one of my favorite books on that is um, Seven Principles, I think, for Making Marriage Work. It's by Gottman. It's not a Christian book or anything like that, but it's uh -huh. it'll scare you straight. 
So that's <laughs> okay. It will really, literally scare you straight. So that's great. A, a favorite of mine. I love Woman Up by okay. Lori Champion. Um, I think she actually released it maybe last year. But okay. the title alone. Oh, it, <laughs> it, it gets me. I love that. Boundaries. Um, a favorite. Power of Vulnerability by Brent Brown. Mm. Um, man, I can go on and on. But I love reading. Um, yeah. I love reading and lots of leadership books and I love Emma I, I, I love Pride and Prejudice I, I love <laughs> reading stuff that has nothing to do with anything but no, nothing um, to do with anything I yes, I, yes I'm with you girl mindless I yeah yes I love mindless. escaping to a different world um, exactly so that's that's what I love but there's so much of wisdom there's so much wisdom out there mm-hmm. and relatively young and I think it's foolish of me or any other young leader. I get that wisdom. It's okay to be blissfully naive, but you need to learn something every day. You do. You know, Zai, it's, it's been an absolute delight to spend this hour with you. Um, I, I know the people out there are going to just eat this up. And so I, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank your husband for jumping in and taking care of these kids. Uh, <laughs> when I know you had kind of a crisis uh, with babysitting. And so I just, and I thank you for what you're doing um, in that area of the country. And thank you for yeah. being a great leader, uh, a female leader in that arena. So uh, with that, uh, we'll end and, and I'll just look forward to the next time I see you. Me as well. What a privilege it was to get to speak with you and okay. um, talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Welcome to 50% with Marcel Combs, my good friend and mentor. I'm Deantha Gratton, and on this podcast, she will travel a journey of leadership with each guest as she analyzes the ingredients that lead women to their current role. Marcel's goal is for you to walk away with tools to support your very own journey, no matter where your current destination is today.